the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. Hi Kids! My name is Bria Cat and I'm 11 years old. Coming up on Hi Kids today, I'm going to be speaking to Darren Sabbath. He is the Executive General Manager of Atala and I will be speaking to him in a little while. So stay tuned. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Bria Katz and I'm 11 years old. I have Darren Savitz with me in studio. So send your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Darren Savitz. Hello, Bria. It's nice to be here. Yeah, thanks. Okay, we're going to go straight into the question. Let's go. Okay. Who founded Hatsala in South Africa? Um, in South Africa, Hatsola was founded about 20 years ago. Internationally, Hatsola was founded about 60 years ago, but the South African Hatsola started about 20 years ago, and a number of people were involved, but most significantly was Mrs. Auerbach, who's the wife of Rabbi Auerbach from Orsameach. I think everybody knows him and knows her, and a man by the name of Dr. Brian Jude who established the organization 20 years ago. It was much, much smaller than it is now, and it's grown significantly. But but those are the beginnings. Wow. And that's amazing, eh? Yeah, 20 years. Um, I just started with a few guys and a few oxygen cylinders and, and nothing more. And then over the years, it developed, and people became more aware of what we do and how we do it. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, started donating money, and then we were able to buy more equipment and more ambulances, and and we are what we are today, thanks to the community. Woohoo! <laughs> we're the best community, hey? We are. We absolutely <laughs> are fantastic. Thank God. So it's been going for twenty years now. About twenty years in in Johannesburg, yes. Wow, that's amazing. And what does your role as the executive manager involve? Sure. Um, we've only got a few. <laughs> so the the role of, of general manager is really to, to manage and run the organization on a daily basis. It's, it's quite a large organization or medium-sized, I would say. There's a lot going on in a lot of different areas, um, and each area has its own manager who takes care of their day-to-day activities. And my role really, I mean, it's in the word general, the, the general manager is there, is there really to make sure that all the managers are doing their management. So I would take care of, um, of pretty much everything from people issues to money issues to, to, to organizational issues, fundraising. We've got managers in all of those departments, and my role is to bring all of that together and make the organization work on a day-to-day basis. Wow. That sounds like a big job. It's a busy day. Busy day. So you have lots of different managers for different things. Yeah, we've got um, we've got a, an operations manager who takes care of the day to day operations. That's the guys who go out in the ambulances and the dispatchers who takes the calls. Uh, we've got a medical manager who takes care of all the medical issues that we have to deal with. We've got a fundraising manager who does fundraising. Very important. We can't survive without money. Uh, we've got logistics managers who take care of the vehicles. IT and communications who take care of the commu- uh, the computers and the networks, um, financial manager who takes care of the money. So everyone's doing their own little thing, and that all has to come together and work together to create an efficient organization, which we are. Yes, you are very efficient, Thank I you. must say. 
And what areas do you give service to in South Africa? So we're based only in Johannesburg. Our main office is just next door here. Have you seen us? Yes. So, okay, you must come up and have a visit. Um, so our main office is right here in, in Fairmount. Um, and we, we service mainly the northern suburbs of Johannesburg, mainly where our community is established. Um, we've done a bit of an exercise and pretty much we would go anywhere within a, I would say a 15 to 20 minute radius. Do you know what radius is? I don't know what they teach 11 year olds these no, days. I don't. <laughs> okay. So if you draw a circle around where we are, basically that's as oh. far as we would go, traveling about 15 to 20 minutes at, at ambulance speed. We won't go further than that because it's not in the interest of the patient. If somebody's too far, I don't know, let's say they're in, where's far? Four ways. Four ways is about a half hour drive from here, even in an ambulance in traffic. And if somebody's sick and they need an ambulance, they can't wait half an hour. So it doesn't make sense for us to go that far. So we'll pretty much do the suburbs that, that our community lives in and maybe a little bit out of that, but 15 to 20 minutes from, from this area. And if you got a call from somebody like further away, what, would you tell them to call another ambulance? We would actually call it for them or we'd offer. So if somebody's too far and we just don't service that area, we would offer to send another ambulance service for them or we would just give them the number to call for themselves. But we would try and do everything possible to try and get them some help, yes. Wow, that's very nice of you. We're nice. Yes, you are nice. <laughs> uh, what are your... Spo- oh. What are your responsibilities as CEO of Hatala? My responsibilities, um, as I explained, is to really make sure that everybody carries out their responsibilities. So we have a very busy organization with lots of different departments and different divisions. Um, So, again, we've got someone who's in charge of fundraising, someone who's in charge of computers, someone who's in charge of money, someone who's in charge of ambulances, someone who's in charge of the, the, the paramedics who go out. And my job is really to make sure that they're all happy and doing their jobs correctly and bringing it all together so that they integrate and work with each other to to create a, a workable organization. Wow, you do that very well because... Thank you. Uh, I've seen Atala in action, unfortunately. Thank you. So it's not me. It's an entire team that does their jobs very well and they make my job so much easier. Yeah. When I said unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, I've seen accidents happening. Not unfortunately that I've had to deal with you. Um, uh, Do you, as the executive manager, take calls as well? So, yes, um, I think it would be wrong to to run an organization if you don't know what actually happens in it. So when I joined the organization, I did the paramedics course and I became uh, what's called a basic life support. It's the entry level medic. And I also do my fair share of volunteer calls and going out in the ambulance and helping people on evenings or weekends um, or sometimes um, during the day if there's a number of emergencies and they need extra people to go out, then I'll volunteer as well. So, yes, I do. Wow. It seems like you're a very dedicated person, very dedicated to your job. I'm dedicated to the community, um, but everyone in Atsola is. And um, when you're doing good work and you're doing it for such a good community, it actually comes quite easily. And how many people work under you? <clears throat> so they work with me, not under me. We've got about 30 staff, full-time staff at Hatsola. That's not just the paramedics. That's the paramedics, the dispatchers, the finance people, the fundraising people, the marketing people, the cleaning people, 
the computer people, um, it's, it's you know, a very busy organization. So there's about 30 people who are there full-time all day, every day. And then the, there's about, give or take, 100 volunteers around around Johannesburg. I mean, that's the basis of Hatsola is that when there's an emergency, the volunteers will will get in their own personal cars and go to emergencies. Every volunteer paramedic has in his personal car a whole bunch of equipment that you need to respond to emergencies. They've got radios like this one. I know we're on air and no one can see it, but they've got these walkie-talkie things and cell phones and equipment. So, so all these volunteers are available, hopefully, um, to, to go to emergencies in their area when it happens. So overall, with everybody, I'd say there's about 130 people that are involved. Wow. When you said 30, I was going to say, <coughs> wow, that's a little bit. Then you said 100 volunteers. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's that, 30, that's not a little bit. It, it's 30 people who work at Hatsola full-time uh, as a job and earn a salary, but then um, the volunteers are also very, very much a part of that family and are very much involved in... Um, in, in, in making making the organization as successful as it is. Wow. Okay. Uh, that actually seems like quite a big team, eh? It's a big team. thirty people. Yeah, it's an amazing team. It's more like a family than a team. Um, and just like in any family, you have, uh, you have different people with different roles, but uh, it all comes together as a big family, and, and we all get on very well. It's an amazing place to be. I guess it's a big family, but nobody could be. Everybody would be must if they weren't there. That's for sure. Everybody plays their part, and everybody is very, very important. And what traits do you value most in your family members? Should I say? Um, I suppose it's just like a real family, but you know, to be a part of Hatsola, you have to be a very special kind of person, um, as they are. And you need to you need to care for others first and foremost. We're in the business of caring for other people. That's what we do. I mean, we do it by taking them in ambulances and, and treating them medically. But really, at the core of what we do, we take care of other people. So, so I suppose the most important traits are those of caring for others, um, having a sense of compassion, empathy, um, and uh, and sometimes a, a strong um, stomach because sometimes you see things which which not everybody is able to see and deal with. And so not everybody is able to join the organization, at least not on the medical side, but there could be roles for them in other areas, taking phone calls, helping to, with events, helping to raise money, whatever the case may be. But everybody, no matter what division they're in, is committed to the cause of helping people. And uh, when you're doing such good work, um, on a daily basis, it just makes it so much easier. Wow, and I think that the fact that there are 130 people in the commu- in the sort of area that we live in who have those amazing qualities is amazing. There's more. I can see more, already. I know. You're one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and there are so many more. And um, and please God, in time, they'll come through the organisation and 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 give their volunteerism and support wherever they can. Yep. Okay. Very, very interesting. Let's take a quick break with a song and we'll be right back. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids, Four Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Berea Kat and I'm 11 years old. Let's carry on with the questions. What do you have to, what do you love most about your job? Wow. That's a lot. Um, what I love most about my job is that it doesn't feel like a job. I've been in jobs before where 
it feels like a job. You get to work at a certain time, you do your work, you produce it for your boss or whoever it is, and then you go home. And working for Hatsola, and I think this isn't just me, I think this is for everybody who's involved with the organization, it doesn't feel like a job. It's it's a passion. And when you're passionate about something, and it just helps if you can get paid to be, do it on the side, but when you're passionate about something, um, you just do it with love and with dedication and with joy, and you don't worry about what time you get to work or what time you leave work or anything like that. So to be honest, what I love most about my job is that it doesn't feel like a job at all. Oh, I can see you can you have passion, love, and dedication for your job, I must say. Thank you. That's Thank you. I feed off the rest of the organization. I, it really, it's, 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 it's just incredible. Everybody's just passionate and, and enjoys so much being able to help others. Well, I have to say, well done to the whole Atala team. There you go. If you guys are listening. You They're listening. Be, I told them to be, listen. Ah, <laughs> oh, good. Okay. What is the most difficult part of your job? So the most difficult part of the job, I would say, is as much as we want to help everybody, sometimes we just can't. Sometimes people are hurt and injured and unfortunately they pass away and you see sometimes pain and suffering and despair. And as much as we want to help and as much as we can do to alleviate that, we're not always successful. And and Hashem runs the world and sometimes he has a different plan for the patient. And so the most difficult part of being involved in Hatsola is is seeing people in sometimes the worst days of their life and and seeing them uh, sad and hurt and upset and involved in tragedy. And we do what we can to make that as as little as possible. Um, But sometimes we're not successful, and and that's very painful for us. You know, all I can say is, wow, because that's actually just amazing (laughs) that you can feel for people so much. It's amazing. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> what is the funniest thing that's ever happened in your job? To me. To me. I mean to you, sorry. <laughs> I think I think one funny incident which just popped into my head was I was once doing my volunteer shift um, in the ambulance and we responded to a lady who had accidentally taken some pills but she took too many. And um, she wasn't really sick, and that's why I can say this was a bit of a funny situation because she was 100% fine afterwards. But the pills just kind of messed up her head a little bit, and she became very confused and very – she was an older lady. And um, she just didn't know who she was or where she was, and I was busy work, you know, treating her, and I was in the back of the ambulance with her while we were taking her to hospital. And she was so confused, she thought I was her son. And she was trying to hug me and kiss me, you know, like she would her son. And I was like, just lie down, ma'am. It's okay. I just want to take your blood pressure and I just want to check on you. And she was, I don't remember what her son's name was, but she was like, no, you need to do this and you need to do this and I'm going to miss you. And she was, she was like, she thought she was my mother. And it was just a very strange and funny experience. I just want to make it clear. I'm not making fun of a patient who was, who was having, you know, I made it very clear. She's a hundred percent fine. She just took a few too many pills and, and, and her mind was a bit confused. That's why we can laugh. But it was kind of strange telling her, you know, I'm not your kid. Um, just let's take care of you. And, um, and afterwards she came right and she's a hundred percent fine. So, so that was quite a funny incident. I guess that must have been. Quite weird at the time, but I guess most was, things when you look back at, they funny. Yeah, actually. it was. It lot was of, quite funny. A lot of things. Yeah. I think that's the very funny, <laughs> actually. Somebody thinking that 
you raise the sun and try and hug and kiss you. That's actually quite funny. Um, can you describe your typical day, please? My typical day? Sure. Um, from one, from, from when? From wake up? From, uh... from, from when you get to your job. <laughs> okay. So I get to work at about um, just after half past seven. I drop my kids off at school and I get to work at about half past seven. And then I do something that's very, 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 very important. Guess what that is? Making sure that everybody's doing what no, they're doing? before that. The most important thing of the day. Making sure there are no, no calls? No. I have coffee. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. Obviously. <laughs> the most important thing of my day is having a good not a cheap, a good coffee. Okay, so once I've had my coffee and I've settled and I have a little snack or something like that, then I get to work. My job involves different things. Sometimes I'm at my desk working on the computer, sending emails, responding to emails, um, answering queries, dealing with problems that have arisen from the day before or that morning. Uh, a big chunk of my job involves dealing with people, whether it's people in the organization who have questions or problems or issues that need to be resolved or things that I can help them with or things that they can help me with. Sometimes it's dealing with members of the community who have questions, who want to know about the various projects that we run in Hatsola. We don't just do ambulance response. We do a number of things in Hatsola. And so there's there's a lot of questions from the community about that. Um, so it could be computer work, it could be people work, it could be taking phone calls. As I mentioned, sometimes if they need extra help, I'll volunteer and go out on the ambulance to certain emergencies. Um, and, uh, and just making sure that, that, you know, walking around the office all day, making sure everyone's happy, everyone's doing their job. It's varied, um, it's exciting, um, it takes a full day. And then you start again the next day and you just keep going and going and going and make sure that everyone is, is producing at their best. So, uh, oh, and there's a lot of coffee in between. It's not just the first cup in the morning. There's there's many cups throughout the day. I hope so. <laughs> there must be there must be a coffee shop somewhere very near to where you work. I just have a really nice coffee machine in my office. So. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> That's even better. So, um, uh, yeah. So it's a busy day, but uh, it's involved with with things, with people, with computers, with issues, um, and and it's quite exciting. So so. As I mentioned, it's really very enjoyable. Yeah, so you said that you get to work at, I think, quarter past seven, you said. Mm. But are there people there taking calls 24 hours? So the main office the main office works from um, six in the morning till six at night. There's, there's somebody there from about six in the morning taking calls, and, there's, uh, and they're there till about six at night. And the, the, the paramedic teams... Uh, which work during the day are there from six in the morning, but at night the volunteers take the ambulance home, and they, they all live in this area. So if there are emergencies during the night, then they respond to the emergencies from their home, from not from the office. So although, although there's always activity, and the dispatcher, the 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 the, the man or the lady who takes the call, um, will take the, the the radio and the special dispatch telephone home. So although there's always activity, it's not always taking place at the office. With modern technology, you can do it from anywhere. And so at night and on weekends and on, and on Shabbat, um, they, will, they will respond and take the calls from their houses. Well, thank goodness for modern technology. It's great. That's what we're using right now to, to, to do the show. So absolutely, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and you were saying things about you 
going on calls and things like that. Mm. Do you ever actually put your life in danger going on So we try not to. I mean, the most important thing about going on an emergency call, and it's the thing they teach you on day one when you do any kind of first aid or paramedic course, is safety first. You have to take care of your own safety first. So you wouldn't rush into a burning building or you wouldn't approach uh, a patient who's been involved in a car accident or anything like that unless you can make sure it's safe for yourself. You wouldn't put yourself, why have two patients? You have to make sure that you are healthy and that you can be as safe as possible in order to give the best possible treatment to the patient. So we we try not to and we, we, we do not uh, want to put ourselves in, in any kind of danger. And we will make sure wherever we go that the first thing we do before we even take care of the patient is to take care of ourselves. Because if we don't, you'll have more patients. And that's not good for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And do you have any, like, inspirational stories that have happened? I probably have dozens. Um, I'm probably not allowed to discuss them because there's a thing called confidentiality. We're not really allowed to talk about... Uh, the details of the emergencies that we go on. But what I will say is that, and I've said this already, and it's just worth repeating, is that literally every single day is inspirational because we, we, when we get a phone call from somebody to go to an emergency, it's, it's, it's a really, really bad day for them. It's the worst day of their life. And we have to do everything we can to take care of them and to treat them look after them, get them to hospital as soon as possible, and we literally save lives. I mean, it's, it's the most important thing you can do. That's why we're allowed to break Shabbos, because you, saving a life comes before anything, even before Shabbos. And we do it. We actually, you know, I've been in jobs before where you just produce information and you're not really making any real change in the world. But here, we're actually making a change in people's lives. And we're saving lives literally on a daily basis. And and nothing can be more inspirational than that, knowing that you're part of a team, whether you're the paramedic who goes out or whether you're the dispatcher who sends the call or whether you're sitting in an office raising money so that you can pay for all of this to happen. You're part of a team that literally saves lives every day in this community. And and I, I genuinely don't think anything can be more inspirational than that. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it's amazing, hey? Uh, this Atola itself is amazing. I know from personal experience, unfortunately. I'm and sorry. I from personal experience. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's amazing. It is. Thank it's you. Amazing. It really is. Every day. Uh, do you charge people that you help? No, we don't. And why not? You know, I mentioned that one of the um, highest values, uh, especially in our Jewish community, is is to save a life. But there are other values, like the values of tzedakah and charity. And so we we rely on that very heavily. Um, first of all, we give tzedakah in a way by providing the service free of charge. And the community supports us through them giving us tzedakah and charity and equipment um, in, in making this happen. So it's it's an entire organization built around mitzvah work on a day-to-day basis, not just the response, not just the medical um, intervention, uh, but the whole the whole philosophy of the organization is built around mitzvah work. And um, so we don't charge for what we do. Imagine if somebody needed us, but they're poor. 
they might think twice about phoning, then what? Then we can't save them. That's not right. So we go. We'll go and we'll help any member of our community, and we're not worried about them paying us. The general community do take care of us uh, through donations and through charity, um, and uh, and that's that's how they show their support and appreciation for what we do. Wow, I think that's amazing. Amazing, hey? Um, yeah, really, really cool. I've never heard of literally no companies do not charge their clients or patients. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I, I, let, let me be very clear. We need money. I'm not saying we don't need money. You need money to run an organization. But we don't take the money from the people that we treat. If somebody had to hesitate before phoning us because they were worried about money, that could cost them a life. One second could make the difference. So we don't want people to worry about money when they're phoning us. We will go to the members of our community and we will look after them. And, and Hashem will bring the money to us in other ways, which he does. I've said this before. I'm going to say this again. Say it again. You have so much passion and dedication. Say it again. <laughs> towards your family and your community and your job. It's Thank you. It's really inspirational. Um, and how do you manage to keep the business alive if you don't charge the people you help? So that, that's what I was saying. We, we rely very heavily on donations from the community. Um, I mentioned that we have about 30 people working for us. A number of them, their job is to is to raise money for us. So they phone members of the community. They raise money through debit orders. That's kind of monthly donations that come through the bank. And people will give us money uh, sometimes just once off, sometimes every month. Um, and, and it actually doesn't matter how much they give. We've got people giving us 18 rand a month. And we've got people giving us bigger amounts. We've got people giving us once off. We have bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah girls who get uh, you know a lot of money for their bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah, and they give us ten percent of that. Whatever it is, uh, we had we have some kids who have little you know hatzolat sedakatins at home, and every time it's full, they bring it, and then we show them around, and we give them a little ride in the ambulance, and 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 you know whether it's one rand or a million rand, I wish we could get more millions, but whether it's one rand or a million rand. Every cent uh, goes towards this life-saving work that we do. And thank God the community looks after us. Um, it's a constant um, struggle to, to continue to raise money, to, to, keep, you know, to keep ahead with uh, the latest in medical technology and, and, and training and making sure that our guys have the best so that we can give our community the best. Um, so we have a full team that's involved on a day-to-day -day basis in raising money from the community uh, through donations and through charity to make this happen. Wow. Well, guys, if you want to be part of Hatsola, if you want to be part of this amazing life-saving team, just go donate. What's the problem? <laughs> uh, we, we got a job for you, hey? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, you said something about kids going on ambulance rides. So, definitely love ambulance rides. I think that's a very good, so this is very a, good advertising. So hey? this is a kids' show, and so let me, let me say to the kids that um, we're always open for you to come and visit, bring a couple of friends. Make sure you bring your parents because uh, uh, we need to know that uh, that they've got uh, that you've got their permission. And we'll show you around. We're actually starting to organise kids' parties at Hatsola with jumping castles and face painting and ambulance demonstrations, um, mini CPR classes. Do you know what CPR is? That's when you push on someone's yes, chest yes. when they're not breathing. Um, so we're going to be starting to organise parties soon. 
um, and we'll show you around the ambulance and you can play with the sirens and we can put you in a uniform. Um, it's also very important because God forbid one day a kid needs to go in an ambulance and I hope it never happens. But if it does, then you're already familiar with it and it's not so scary once you've seen it in a more fun way. So we're very open. Just phone, speak to me, speak to anyone and arrange to bring a couple of friends through and we'll give you a bit of a tour and a demonstration. It really is an amazing place to see and I would encourage all the kids at some point with your parents, again, don't come through on your own. We need to know that there's permission and supervision um, to actually see what we're about and, and we'll show you around and we'll put you in the hot seat with pleasure. We'll, we'll give everyone a good time. Wow. Guys, you've got a really new, good, amazing new option for your parties. Wow, that's so cool. Mm. That's really, really cool. It's fantastic. Um, and I remember actually seeing an ambulance, and I, I, it was really cool. Mm. It's it, it, it really is. There's some there's some really cool toys in the back, and uh, you get to play with them, and we'll put a mask on you. And we had a we had a little uh, five year old kid who came past last week with a few friends just for his birthday, and we. We gave them rubber gloves and we put the blood pressure monitors on them and we put them on the stretcher. And again, it's important because uh, if God forbid one day they need to be in an ambulance or their parents need to go in an ambulance, then they're comfortable with what it's about and they're not too scared. Wow. Okay. Uh, how many years ago did you become involved with Atala? Me personally, um, it's just over three years now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and what cases? in what cases should one... What a great question. Let me tell you when not to call Hatsola. <laughs> Don't call Hatsola for a stubbed toe or a broken finger or a tooth that came out. I know your tooth came out a bit earlier today. Yes. Don't call Hatsola for that. Hatsola is there for life-saving, uh, life-threatening emergencies. So, you know, God forbid, things like heart attacks strokes, terrible things that happen, drownings, motor car accidents, broken bones. Of course, and this is very, very important, if you're not sure, rather phone. We'll help you on the phone and we'll decide if you need an ambulance or not. So if you know it's nothing serious, like if your tooth falls out or if you break your toe, you don't need an ambulance for a broken toe. Ask your mom or dad to put you in the car and take you to the doctor. But if it's something more serious... Again, car crashes or getting knocked over or you're just really, really, really not feeling good and you're weak and you can't move or chest pain or broken limbs or anything like that, then definitely call. And if you're not sure, rather call the dispatcher. That's the person who takes the phone call. They'll ask you a bunch of questions and they will determine whether you need an ambulance or not. And if we're not sure, we'll send an ambulance just to make 100% sure. And if you faint, would you, should you call Hatala? It depends why and what, and each case is different. So I don't want to say yes or no, because if I say yes, then we're going to get calls for nonsense. And if I say no, we're not going to get calls for the serious ones. So it depends on the situation. Make the phone call. The dispatcher will ask a bunch of questions, and, uh, and we'll then decide whether we need to come or not. You know, fainting isn't normal, so maybe it's good to phone, and the dispatcher will will decide whether it needs to come out or not. Yeah, I remember once somebody I know fainted, and then she woke up, and then she fainted again. Yeah, so. sounds like an ambulance call. Yeah. So rather, as they say, err on the side of caution, rather phone, and uh, don't worry about wasting our time. We're there to help. 
um, and the guys might come and maybe on the emergency scene they'll they'll work out that it's nothing too serious and you don't need to go to hospital. But if you if you, if you're ever uncertain, rather make the phone call. Yeah. Well, thank goodness the person who I'm talking about was perfectly fine. Good. I'm pleased. I'm glad that we made the phone call anyways. Good. And for a broken leg, you would also... Broken leg, broken arm. Phone. 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 Absolutely. Phone. Well, then... But again, look at each case. If it's a... You know, if you think you can go in your parents' car, go in your parents' car. But but I I don't want to say yes or no to anything definitively. Each case is completely unique. It depends where the break is. It depends how the break took place. So there's no yes or no. If you're not sure, make the phone call. Always make the phone call. We're happy to take phone calls. That's what we do. Well, then, as they say in America, break a leg. <laughs> yeah. Don't Very really good. break a leg, guys. Don't I really mean, good luck. And um, what number should you dial? You tell me. Uh, don't, don't look down. Look at me. Tell me what the Hatsola number is. 02. No. 03. Yes. 18. No, no, sorry. Uh... Not, not, not. Eighteen, eighteen. No. <laughs> I think that's another organisation's number. So it's important that you know the Hatsola number. I think that's CSO. I think that's CSO. CSO. Yeah. I mean, okay. if that's the only number you know, phone them, and then they'll put the, th- the call through to us. But that's going to waste time, and you don't want to waste time when someone might, God forbid, be in, in serious danger. The number is, and I brought you some keyrings, so you must keep the keyrings on your school bag. I brought you pens with Hatsola numbers. I brought you stickers. Do 11-year-old girls get cell phones? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> if your mom's listening, put the sticker on your fridge, on your phone at home. It's important that you know this number and that you drill it into your head. I've got a few for you. And and anyone who's listening, come past the Hatsola office and get as many keyrings as you want and as you need. We've got fridge magnets, phone stickers, save it in your phones. It should be everywhere on your school bags, absolutely everywhere. Say it with me. 083. 083. 222. 222. 1818. 1818. Okay. 18 is high. So it's 083. 222. Chai chai. Okay. Just like this is high FM. Mm-hmm. Know it. Learn it. Memorize it. Because when you're panicked and when there's a real situation, it's not so simple. So so try and memorize it, and uh, I'm going to give you some keyrings now that you can give to your friends as well. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on Chai Kids and it's teaching us about the absolutely amazing work that you do. And thank you so much for the work that you do every day. Thank you and so much. And saving lives and everything.